A lot of things were said about Calvin Cater's skills before this fight. Many labelled him as perhaps the best boxer on the UFC roster, but clearly not enough was said about the striking of Max Holloway. He's certainly given us a lot to talk about now though, because he just put a beat down on Calvin Cater for five rounds in one of the most impressive striking clinics I've ever seen inside the octagon. One of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. Calvin Cater somehow didn't get dropped and somehow was able to survive to hear the judges' scorecards read aloud, but there was no doubt who was winning it when it came to that. 50-43, 50-43 and 50-42 all in favour of the former featherweight champion Max Holloway. What a way to start 2021. So the last time we saw Max Holloway on Fight Island, obviously he had that controversial loss to Alexander Volkanovsky. I'm one of those who thought that Holloway did enough to win the fight and reclaim his belts. But of course the judges didn't and Volkanovsky remains a champion. Uh, news broke earlier today that he is likely to defend the belt against Brian Ortega on March 27th. And now after this performance, you've got to think that Holloway is next. And if he is next, then Ortega, Volkanovsky, Volkanovsky whoever wins it, they have their hands full because this was perhaps the best version of Max Holloway we have ever seen. At 29 years old, he remains very young in terms of the the sport, although he has a lot of miles on the clock, but he showed no signs of slowing down. He only showed signs of getting better, which is scary considering what he's achieved so far. In So Holloway immediately piled on the pressure and within minutes, it was clear that there was a lot of volume for Cater to deal with. I spoke about this in the pre-fight breakdown as well. Cater was already behind on punches thrown, punches landed, and it would only get wider from there on. Cater did try a few leg kicks at the start, and he did pepper him with a couple of jabs, but that was pretty much most of the success he would get early on. Eventually, he'd be getting backed up. The more combinations would flow from Holloway. He'd close the distance very quickly with a double jab and then a straight right or he'd switch the attacks to the body, and then of course he punctuated that first round with a couple of spinning back kicks to the body, and there was already a feeling there, probably the, the doubt was settling in for Cater that he is in there with another level, a different level. And the second round is really where the fight took shape, um, barring a few good shots from Cater. Again, like I said, Holloway was never really phased, he was never really troubled, he was just continuing to swarm and put Cater under pressure, and then he landed a huge lead elbow that just split the forehead open of Keita. He took some more punishment. And then a head kick towards the end of the second round just wobbled Keita. And you're thinking now maybe Holloway could be on course for a big stoppage here. And he could be the first to stop Keita. To his credit, Keita still came. Continued to throw the punches. Did back up Holloway just for a split second there with a right hand. Again, the success wouldn't really come too much after that it was more from Holloway going to the body a lot I'm surprised we didn't see Cater just drop his hands and wince at any point with the amount of shots that Holloway landed clean to the body some good left hooks some good right hands and the head movement was there on point as well again the championship rounds Cater looked like he was ready to go at any point but he didn't he was able to stay up at one point he was just getting splattered against the fence but here and there he was throwing almost the Hail Mary equivalent of punches really just trying to catch Holloway a few of them did land on him but Holloway was either moving with them or he was just unfazed which is remarkable considering the pace he was putting up he showed no signs of dropping off and that must be will that must crush your will when you're in there with someone like that who you know is only going to get stronger as the fight goes on Holloway also did make some references to the things said about him before the fight and the things said by 
Cater before the fight. At one point, he said, I'm the best boxer in the UFC, pointing towards the commentary desk before proceeding to unleash another exchange. There was also a reference to, before the fight, Cater said something about him being older than Holloway, so he's a senior and Holloway's a freshman, and that he'd treat him like the freshman. Holloway was basically saying, who's a freshman now, as he punched him and continued to beat him up, really. There was no doubt as the final scorecard came, Cater was really just throwing with hope, not with any intent, not with any technique. He was just throwing and hoping that this could be the miraculous knockout. And as the fight went on, it became more and more evident that Holloway is just going to keep doing, keep beating him up until either the fight ends or Cater ends. And Cater was able to, to live to see that another day. You could make an argument that the corner should have pulled him and stuff, but that is the corner and the corner's job. And obviously the conversations they must have had with their fighter at some point in in their careers. Cater did take a lot of punishment. You wonder if he'll be the same after this because he was being hit hard and hit often and he was bleeding a lot. This is a, this is one of those performances that, like we saw with Ortega, he had to take some time off for that. And Ortega was probably getting flashbacks as he's watching at home, realising that if he beats Volkanovski, he could be the recipient of that once again. A remarkable performance from Holloway. But after the fight, he said told everyone to buy the pay-per-view. He said that he's on standby if needs be. He probably wants to get those those fights back against um, Dustin and McGregor should anyone be affected or something happen to one of those fighters in the next week or so. What can I say? Remarkable from Holloway. One of the best performances I've seen. Probably his best performance is up there with the wins against Pettis and Ortega. Maybe even more emphatic when you consider the striking credentials of Cater, what he brought to the table and what Holloway had gone through till then. But Holloway looks better than ever. He is a big problem at 145 pounds, and I was completely blown away by his performance on the night. What can we say? Cater, again, he had some success, but it was just never enough. He landed a few shots that landed on Holloway, but that was all they did. And then it was almost as if Cater was waiting, waiting to reset again, but he never got the chance to reset because Holloway was just in his face. And this is what happens when you have a pressure fighter just coming forward and always giving you something to think about, so you can't think about what you're going to throw at them and by that time it's already too late or you've already been busted open or your forehead's already cut wide open as was the case here again Holloway kept in thinking switching to the body switching to the head it was as much as a clinic as I've, I've seen in some time like I said he did get caught maybe some of them shots would have hurt him from a lightweight but they, they didn't hurt him from Cater even though he is a man who has knocked out several featherweights on his road to this fight where does he go from here? We don't know. There are other fights for him, maybe as a beat at five rounds, but he will need to take a lot of time off after this because this is one of those, like I said, a a fight that can affect your longevity going forward. As for Holloway, he's ready for the title shot now. He was ready before this. You could have said he deserved a third fight with Volkanovski, even though he lost the first two when you considered how close they were. Now, he, he is a threat, and I think he will loom like a large shadow over that title fight when it does happen towards the spring. But overall, this card delivered and then some. You know, the main card on paper was solid and it exceeded expectations. The prelims, there were all decisions in the prelims, but we still saw some good things on there, particularly Carlos Felipe and Justin Taffer, the heavyweights. They had a great fight. They were perhaps on course to take that 50,000 bonus until Holloway and Cater stepped inside the cage. Some great exchanges in the second round and third round especially where both were just trading. Taffer did well to 
withstand some of the shots coming his way. Also a note for Jocelyn Edwards, the first ever Panama UFC fighter. Uh, she made her debut on short notice against Wu Yanan, and she did exactly what you should do in a debut. You take it from the other fighter, you show that you're more game, and she did exactly that. Ramazan Imiv took a good win over David Zawada in the prelims as well. And then we started the main card with a bang. Two undefeated Dana White Tuesday, Tuesday Night Contender Series alumni, uh, Puna Hill, or Puna as they call him, Soriano, felt just folded Todorovic with a series of big left hands. They were landing a lot. You know, Todorovic did well for, with, with his head movement early on, but he was just getting closer and closer. He got dropped a few times. The mouth guard came out. There was a bit of a break. But then the next left that dropped him, Herb Dean didn't even let him take any ground pound. He just called it off. And then we had a bit of an upset. Joaquin Buckley, after two big knockouts last year, of course, the famous spinning back kick that won him the knockout of the year honours for last year. He was dropped by Alessio Di Chirico. Not, not just dropped, actually. Di Chirico knocked him out with a head kick. They opened up. The Italian was throwing some leg kicks, troubling him. But Joaquin was just looking to use that power. And then when he went high, Joaquin was obviously expecting it to go under him and hit the legs. It hit him cleanly on the on the head and down he went. Then we have the leech, Li Jingliang. He was welcoming Santiago Ponsonibio back to the octagon after more than two, maybe three years out of action. And again, Ponsonibio looked tentative. He'd gone through a lot to get back into this situation. Li Jingliang was throwing some leg kicks, as usual, doing a lot of making a lot of movement, a lot of fainting. And then he caught him with a brilliant left hook as Ponsonibio missed with the right coming in. They both came together. It was uh, Jing Liang's left hook which landed flush on the mark and it just dropped Ponzinibbio immediately. Sad to see. You wonder what's next for Ponzinibbio now. You hope he can get a few more fights in just considering the win streak he had and the momentum he had. It is a big step, step back now for him but I'm sure he's been used to adversity before. Of course look what he's gone through now. To get back into the cage was already a huge achievement and Li Jing Liang, again he was on a bit of a losing skid and now he's back, he's back in it. The leech as I wrote on Sporting Matrix, uh, the sports website that I write for, the leech did suck life out of the place with that. Carlos Condit and Matt Brown finally went toe-to-toe -to -toe in the co-main event, some seven years after they were initially slated to, to go at it. Condit initially was using his striking combinations to quite, quite a bit of success, then Matt Brown made it a bit of a wrestling match. Condit was like, I can wrestle too, basically, and for most of the fight he was able to control him and Condit still looks ready to compete at that high level at welterweight now. Two big wins on the bounce. And then obviously we had the main event where Holloway just put on a clinic. Uh, yeah, a fantastic card. What can I say? Ready to go again on Wednesday now. The other notable non-fighting part of that card was Dana White announcing Khabib's decision. Turns out it wasn't really a decision, yes or no. It was more, in essence, he said that Khabib is not vacating the belt. He remains retired at the moment, but he's not vacating the belt because, to quote him, if they do something spectacular, as in McGregor, Dustin or Chandler and Hooker in next week's pay-per-view, then it might tempt him to return. So I don't know if Dana put a spin on it, but for now, Khabib remains a champion. For now, the main event of UFC 257 is to, will not be contested for the lightweight title. But I suppose if McGregor does something crazy or if Dustin does something crazy, that might lure Khabib out of retirement. So, yeah, I, I don't know why there, was need, why there was need to promote and make this such a big announcement if it, this was going to be the case. 
this is more of what we've just heard before. Again, a bit disappointing, but as it stands, Khabib remains lightweight champion. So for those who do want to see him, which I'm sure everyone would love to see him go for that 30-0, it could be good news. But overall, like I said, UFC's debut on ABC, it could not have gone better. Three first-round finishes, a well-contested co-main event between two legends, and then a brilliant and a brutal five-round main event. We got our money's worth, even though we obviously we didn't pay for it. Wherever you were, you probably didn't pay for it, depending on your broadcaster. And now we're ready to go again for a Wednesday night card between Neil Magny and Michael Chiesa. The appetite for fights now has gone right up. You know, we didn't have UFC for four weeks, and then we have a card like this. You cannot complain. What a card it was. The matchmakers did an outstanding job, because, like I said, we had Soriano and Todorovic opening the main card, two unbeaten prospects. And Soriano's left hand just was money for him. We have the two underdogs. Now, probably not what the UFC wanted to see Joaquin Buckley lose and Ponzinibbio lose, both the two fighters who were on three-fight losing skids. But this is a sport that we love, and this is how, how MMA goes a lot. The underdogs can prevail, anything can happen. And these were the exchanges. You know, Buckley walked into a head kick, and Ponzinibbio walked into a left hook. There were opportunities in the game. There was a very fine fine line between winning and losing in this in this era, in this stage but there was just no fine line between the way Holloway was able to beat down and just control Cater for the whole fight yes we said um, Holloway took some shots he rode them well though and they it doesn't matter if you take shots if they don't phase you yeah if he, if he was taking shots and wobbling then that would be a different story but at no point did Holloway look like he was in trouble and it was all Cater who was receiving all the punishment there was a record, I believe, as well. Yeah, so from ESPN stats, Holloway's 445 significant strikes set the record for the most combined strikes by any two fighters in UFC history. So Holloway landed more significant strikes against Cater than any two fighters have in any fight in UFC history before. That is that is ridiculous. The volume this man is able to put up is unmatched, as these stats show. There is no one on his level that can deal with this output and Perhaps that's what cost Vol um, Holloway in the first fight against Volkanovski. He didn't throw enough. Volkanovski was able to take the lead. And then the second fight, Holloway made a great start. He was able to drop Volkanovski in the first two rounds. But then Volkanovski was able to pull ahead. Holloway demonstrated good takedown defence here. If he wants to beat Volkanovski again, he's got to keep it on the feet and stay at him from the start. And not give Volkanovski, break Volkanovski down before he can try and pull ahead. But... The money is on Holloway now in terms of any matchup in the featherweight division. He has shown no signs of deteriorating. He has shown no signs of slowing down. He's been through many wars. He looks like he can go through many more. Now it's about can these other fighters last? Are they as drawable as Cater? Because I'm I'm stunned that Cameron Cater was firstly able to not get knocked down and secondly not able to be stopped by a doctor, the referee or his corner. The chins on display from both were remarkable. What a fight. It's an early contender for fight of the year. Definitely a contender for performance of the year. I think it will take some doing to to beat what Holloway did. You know, you could say, yeah, he didn't get the finish, but I don't think anyone would be finishing Cater. He's not been stopped before. If he wasn't stopped today or stopped tonight, I don't know who can stop him. But the night ultimately belongs to Max Holloway. Sensational performance. What a way to start the year. And just when you consider the title fights that are all in talks right now and that we're, we're about to see 
2021 is shaping up to be a superb year for the UFC. Of course, we've got the big McGregor fight next weekend. We've got some big title fights, the triple header with Adesanya and Jan Blachowicz for the light heavyweight belt, Stipe and Nganu, Volkanovski and Ortega. There were exciting times, very exciting times to be an MMA fan, and this card just showed more of the same. So that is it. We're wrapped up now. You'll probably be hearing from me very soon as we look ahead and break down Chiesa Magni and, of course, McGregor versus Poirier. Till then, enjoy watching this fight over again because I think we will be seeing highlights of this for some time. Max Holloway, it seems that the best is still blessed.